Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for December 12th, 2018. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Uh, I have a new video up on the blog. Uh, it is from last night's episode of SmackDown. It is Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. So uh, go to the blog and check that out if you haven't seen it. Um, this is their, They build this as a WrestleMania rematch, but what it really is is a preview of this Sunday's three-way TLC match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And it's the first ever women's TLC match. Now, the champ Becky Lynch was in attendance. The difference between this match and the WrestleMania match is Charlotte is now supposed to be a heel. So she's, you know, she's overconfident and she thinks she can just run over Asuka. Okay, but, you know, the way it is with Asuka is you can knock her down, but you can't keep her down. And, and Asuka is so good at selling offense. You think she's getting murdered or something. <laughs> but, you know, she comes back and she, she builds the intensity of her comebacks. You know, and, and you, know, you know, Charlotte is beating the crap out of her for the most part, but she can't, she won't stay down. And, and Asuka's, a lot of Asuka's matches are like that. You know, I don't know, she had that, that winning streak for that all that time, and I guess fans kind of assumed that she was, you know, like Goldberg or something, but she's not Goldberg, come on. She's a tiny girl compared to, to, to Charlotte, too. I mean, uh, you know, Charlotte's six feet tall and Asuka's like five foot three. So she's an incredible performer when you consider that kind of thing. Now, what happens in this match, I mean, they both get their, their offense in, right? But mostly it's, it's Charlotte getting a lot of the offense, which is what it should be. Now, this, uh, her, her continual comebacks leads to Charlotte getting frustrated and she makes mistakes. So Asuka takes advantage of those mistakes. Now, after Charlotte moonsaults into an Asuka lock, they roll outside and Charlotte grabs a kendo stick from beneath the ring. So obviously, you know, she planned to use that all along, right? That's the way they're playing it. So that's, that's heel behavior, right? So she hits Asuka with the kendo stick and she gets DQ'd. So Asuka wins by disqualification. Now, Becky, as, as I mentioned, she was at ringside and she's starting to walk away and she says something to Charlotte and Charlotte hits her with the kendo stick. So then Becky returns fire and while they're fighting, Oscar recovers and cloppers both of them with the kendo stick. So that was quite the visual. She's standing on the, uh, on the announce table and she's hammering them both like alternating between the two. So the show ends with Asuka standing tall on the announce table. So what this means is that Becky is cleared for Sunday's match because, of course, there was some concern that she wasn't cleared because of, uh, one, a concussion, and two, a broken nose. Now, it doesn't seem likely that Becky will retain the title, okay? What is likely is she will win the Royal Rumble and then face Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, probably in the main event, okay? And she'll probably beat Nia Jax on the way. Now, I expect the Charlotte versus Asuka feud to continue after TLC, okay? And, you know, that's going to be a great feud. I'm just glad that 
Vince McMahon has smartened up. And you want to know what smartened him up? I, I heard about this uh, over the weekend. Apparently, what happened was, you remember when uh, 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 Becky came out on SmackDown and was going to choose her replacement at Survivor Series to face Ronda, and you know she goes in front of uh, she goes in front of all the girls. And when she's in front of Asuka, Asuka is going, please, please choose me. Please choose me. And the fans are going crazy. That's what they want. They want Asuka to face Ronda Rousey, not Charlotte. You know? And so, apparently, Vince was shocked by that. I mean, hasn't he heard the crowd reactions for her? Even when he was treating her like crap? You know. You know what? For, for a guy who's supposed to be so damn smart, Vince can be awfully stupid. And this is a pretty good example of that because the bottom line on Asuka is this. You can't worry about whether she speaks English or not. She actually does speak English. If you watch this video, she actually cuts a pretty good promo um, earlier in the evening. And the, the promo is on the video. But the point is, is that she, what she does in the ring is what gets fans excited because... They like watching her perform. They like watching her do her thing. All right? And that brings me to this Sunday because the TLC match uh, is interesting, of course, because it's the first ever woman, women's TLC match. And I know that Asuka has never done a match like this before. It's, they don't do them in Japan. This is a WWE invention. And you never know what she's going to come up with for something like that. All right? You remember that... Um, that um, um, last woman standing match that she did a couple of years ago with uh, um, with uh, Nikki Cross. Okay, remember that match? Remember how good it was? Well, did you know that Asuka had never done a match like that before? All right, they don't do them in Japan. All right. They told her, they told her, I guess, what they wanted to do, what they wanted her to do, and she didn't know what it was. They had to explain it to her. And look how the match turned out. It turned out fantastic. It was a great match. Once she knew what needed to be done, she knew exactly what had to be done. You know, she plans her own matches. She doesn't, I mean, I'm sure she gets help from Fit Finley and, and uh, um, uh, AJ Wilson and uh, Sarah Stock, they help her out, but she does all her own matches. She doesn't need any help. If you saw that Battle Royal a couple of weeks ago, when she took over that match and it was her stuff, the quality level went up considerably. That's because this is what she does. She produces four-star matches. Last night's match with Charlotte was a four-star match, all right? And it's all on Asuka. Asuka produces that kind of match on a regular basis. So, anyways, it should be an interesting match. Uh, I'll have more on this over the weekend. Um, now, I've got a couple of um, uh, new fight announcements. I'm just looking here at something. Okay, yeah, i got a couple of new fight announcements from the UFC. So, let's uh, uh, go over those. Uh, yesterday, the Daily Telegraph in Australia reported that Montana De La Rosa versus Nadia Kassem has been added to UFC 234 February 9th at Rod Laver Arena in Melbourne, Australia. And this fight is at flyweight. 
and both of these fighters are former strawweights. Okay, Montana is 23 years old from Arlington, Texas, and she is 2-0 in the UFC. Her husband, Mark, is also a UFC fighter. Now, before she came to the UFC, she fought as a strawweight as Montana Stewart. She was in the uh, LFA. Now, she was on Tough 26, which, was which has produced very little talent. Uh, her wins over Christina Marks were over Christina Marks and Rachel Ostovich. So she hasn't beaten anyone good yet, and that's not going to happen here either because Nadia is 23 years old from Wentworthville, Australia. It's a suburb of Sydney. Her record is 5-0. She won her UFC debut over Alex Chambers. Now that fight was at straw weight, but Nadia missed weight, and she looked terrible in the fight. She was very fortunate she was fighting somebody who was worse than her, which is Alex. Alex is awful. So the UFC is having her move up to flyweight. Her boyfriend, Ashkan Mokhtarian, is also a UFC fighter, and his brother trains both of them. So why is she in the UFC? Because the UFC needs Australian fighters for Australian shows. But the talent level is, is low there. So, I mean, there aren't that many good fighters there. I mean, there's only one Robert Whitaker, right? So Montana should be favored as he has she has more experience, but they're both low-level fighters. I mean... You know, they're both young, so who knows, they might be halfway decent someday, but I wouldn't bet on it. Okay, and we have uh, two matches that were announced, uh, confirmed yesterday for UFC on ESPN1, February 17th at Talking Stick Resort Arena in Phoenix. And this will be the UFC's debut on ESPN, as opposed to ESPN+, Plus, which is an online service. Okay, now... Uh, the first fight is at strawweight. Uh, Jessica Penny will face Jody Escabel. And at flyweight, Lauren Murphy will face Ashley Evans-Smith. Now, all four fighters are, at least in my opinion, various stages of awful. Okay, Jessica is 35 years old. Her record is 12-5. and five. She's 1-3 in the UFC. And after her last fight, she was suspended for two years for drugs. Now, she trains at Alliance in San Diego. She also works in the office. And uh, I thought she would retire, okay? But now in Invicta, she fought at Atomweight. So at strawweight, she's at a significant size disadvantage. You've seen this in all her fights. Um, Jody is 32 years old. She trains at Jackson Wink in New Mexico. Her record is 6-4, and four, and she's 0-2 in the UFC. I didn't like her when she was in Invicta. She was on Tough 23. Uh, the UFC did not hire her out of that. They brought her in as a late replacement last year, and uh, she's 0-2, so this is probably the last fight on her UFC contract, and she just isn't very good. I, you know, I, I know she's a popular fighter, but gosh, she's really bad. All right, in the other fight, uh, Lauren Murphy is 35 years old. She trains at MMA Lab in Phoenix, which is why she's on this show. Uh, she is awful. She's a former Invicta bantamweight champ. So she won that belt when her opponent blew out her knee. <laughs> Did I tell you that Lauren's nickname is Lucky? <laughs> anyway, that win got her into the UFC. She went 1-3 as a bantamweight. Then she was on Tough 26, and again she got lucky when she beat Barb Honchak by split decision on the Tough 26 finale. 
Now, she lost her last fight to Sajari Eubanks. She's not as good as she thinks she is. Now, I find a lot of crappy fighters talk big and then look like crap in the cage. I, I've never seen her have a good fight. I mean, it's not so much that, you know, she loses all her fights. It's that she never doesn't even look good when she wins. You know, she's just, she's bad. <laughs> Anyway, Ashley Evans-Smith is 31 years old. She trains with Carla Esparza at Team Oyama in California. So she, her deal is she's a wrestler. Her record is 6-3. and three. She's 3-3 three and three in the UFC. Her claim to fame was back in 2013, she beat transgender fighter Fallon Fox. Her UFC run has been blah. You know, she seems to alternate wins and losses. And even when she wins, she doesn't look good. So... I kind of favor her in this fight only because she's not as bad as Lauren, but I wouldn't be surprised if they play patty cake for three rounds and it goes to a split decision. I just, I don't think either of them is very good. Okay, and now we have uh, this morning, uh, Lucy Pudalova tweeted that she will face Liz Carmouche on UFC on ESPN Plus 3, February 23rd, at O2 Arena in Prague, Czech Republic. And this fight will be at flyweight. Now, this is a big deal for Lucy because she's 24 years old. She's from Pribram, uh, Czech Republic. So, obviously, her family is going to get to see her fight at home. So, I mean, that's a big deal. So, I, I have no problem with her being on the show. I'll get to my problem with her in a minute. Now, her record is 8-3, and three, and she's 2-2 two and two in the UFC. Now... This will be her first fight at flyweight, as her previous uh, fights were at bantamweight. She's never fought at flyweight before. Lucy came to the UFC as a late replacement on a 2017 European show. Now, in her last fight, she lost to Irene Aldana, who uh, I don't care for anyway, because she didn't keep her hands up. <laughs> now, that's a basic thing. And, and I mean, Irene is not a great fighter. So it's like, if you can't keep your hands up, what the hell kind of training is she getting? You know, I mean, she's still young, but honestly, I don't think she belongs in the USC. But again, it's a similar thing to, the, to Nadia Kassam. I mean, they need European fighters for European shows. And, you know, whether, you know, if she loses here, I wouldn't be shocked if she ends up... Um, if she ends up getting released at some point. But I don't know how many fights she's got left on her contract. But, you know, I haven't seen anything from her that makes me think she's any damn good, right? Liz Carmouche is 34 years old. She trains at San Diego Combat Club. Her trainer is Manny Hernandez. Got a lot of female fighters down there. Her record is 12-6 and six and 4-4 four and four in the UFC. She's 1-1 one one at flyweight. Now, obviously, she's most famous for appearing in the very first UFC women's bout versus Ronda Rousey. Uh, I have watched Liz since uh, she was in Strike Force, and she was nothing special back then. And injuries have really slowed her down considerably. The thing I've noticed about her, especially in recent fights, is she has uh, fought much more conservatively than she, she used to. She doesn't take any risks at all that I've seen. And... She seems to be using lay and pray a lot these days. And that's how she beat former Invicta flyweight champ Jennifer Maya in her last fight because Jennifer is a boxer 
And she's useless on the ground. She just couldn't get out from under, from under uh, Liz. Now, Jennifer, uh, somebody mentioned to me this morning, said, oh, she beat Jennifer, she beat a, a former Invicta champ. Shouldn't Liz be fighting somebody higher up? And the answer to that is Jennifer, it was overrated. That was a case of Invicta building up an overrated fighter who really looked awful in her UFC debut. And I mean, I have seen, been familiar with Jennifer for, for many years, and she's just not any good. And I don't understand what Invicta saw in her. I never did. And they kind of, you know, UFC got fooled, right? So anyway, what I would expect is for Liz to go the lay and pray route again. And that could be a tough slog, okay? That could be a tough slog. Okay, that's about it for today. Before I go on to, before I uh, uh, finish this podcast, I just want to mention that uh, the UFC, when the UFC was in uh, Toronto the other night, uh, they uh, announced that uh, they have renewed uh, their broadcast deal with TSN. So uh, the uh, fights that we've been uh, getting on TSN uh, for a long time will continue to be on TSN. Um, I'm not sure what they're going to do with the Ultimate Fighter. They say they're going to continue it, probably on ESPN+, Plus, but uh, I don't know if it's going to be on in Canada. One additional thing that we're going to be getting on TSN in Canada that is currently on UFC Fight Pass is Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series. So that's something new. We haven't uh, had that before. So I'm glad to see that uh, we, will be able to con- we will continue to be able to get... Um, um, uh, UFC fights on cable, uh, either on uh, the TSN, uh, CTV2, or the Fight Network. So that, that's the deal. That's the deal. So I was glad to hear about that. I was glad to hear about that. Okay, that's it for today. Uh, be back later this week. I'll have uh, previews on uh, this weekend's Invicta and UFC shows and also uh, for TLC. Uh, again, don't forget to check out my blog, and uh, check out last night's uh, Oscar versus Charlotte Flair video. Uh, it's a pretty good match. Definitely worth watching. If you have any questions, you want to leave a vo- voice message on the podcast, you can do so. You can also subscribe to the podcast on uh, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iTunes. Uh, talk to you later in the week. Have a good weekend. Have a good week. <laughs>